0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show—the last regular season start sit preview uh, of the season here. So we're in the final championship round for the fantasy playoffs. We're going to go over the Week 17 start sit charts. I have all this on the FantasyFellowship.com. I believe there's a link in the description. I'll probably post it in the comments below if you guys want to follow along. Uh, but let's hop right into it. We got game. We got a game on tomorrow night—a really good game. Dallas and the Detroit Lions. What we're going to do, if you guys are new to the channel, we're going to go over the start-sit charts. I'll kind of talk about some of the fantasy points allowed. We'll look at some uh, some practice reports. Overall, I think the Lions and the Cowboys are both in really good shape. There's really nobody for fantasy that we need to be uh, worried about. They don't have their Friday reports in here yet, but nothing too crazy from Detroit side. And then Dallas side, I believe they are good as well. Rico Dattel did get ruled out, so we'll see who the backup running back is. Maybe it's the, the little guy, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, but overall, both teams in good spirits. And, uh, yeah, I think you want to get your your fantasy players in this game. I think it's going to be a really good high-scoring game. Uh, 52 implied in this one here. Cowboys by 5.5. It is in Dallas. So I think Dallas, uh, you know those game splits. Dallas has been a lot better at home than they've been on the road. So both of these offenses are pretty easy for fantasy football. I think uh, with the fantasy points allowed, you can see the Lions, they're number one against the opponent running back. So maybe not a great game for Tony Pollard on the horizon here, but look at Detroit ranks 28th against quarterback, 26th against wide receiver and 20th against tight end. So with that being said, like you're playing Dak Prescott, you're playing CD lamb. I think you're playing Jake Ferguson, who's been a top 10 tight end for the last month and a half or so, maybe play Brandon cooks again th- with this game having 52 implied points. That's upwards of six or seven touchdowns being scored in this game. So I do like Brandon Cooks. He, he does tend to play better at home as well. Um, and then maybe the Cowboys defense, you know, there, there's turnovers and, you know, they do tend to score fantasy touchdowns uh, for you guys. So we'll see. Yeah, Rico Dowdle. I'll move him to out. Michael Gallup just can't be trusted. Uh, and then with Tony Pollard, I think you're going to leave him in as a running back, too. I mean, the Lions are allowing 16 points per game. If Tony gets all that himself, that's great. They're probably going to mix in a little bit of Deuce Vaughn and maybe Malik Davis. I don't know if he's going to be called up for this one, Uh, but we shall see. Either way, I think it's a floor game for Tony Pollard. And then on the Lions side here, we know the Cowboys defense is good. They're basically top 10 in every category here, uh, but they have been allowing running back points. We saw James Cook and the Bills gash them on the ground. So uh, I do like Jameer Gibbs as a top five, top 10 play. I like David Montgomery too. David Montgomery's only had one game that he's finished. And he hasn't scored a touchdown. So I expect him to continue to fall into the end zone. Um, You're playing Amon Ra. I think you're playing Sam Laporta. And i would listed Jared Goff as a QB1. I think he could be a streamer option this week. You know, the Cowboys are allowing 15 points per game. I think Jared Goff's an above average quality quarterback. You know, maybe he hit 16, 17, 18 points in this one. He can be of use. And then say no to that Lions D, Reynolds, Jamison Williams. Williams has been playing better the last couple of games, though. So maybe a big player, too, from him there. But I, this is a fun game Saturday night. Lions at Cowboys. Make sure you have your players in. Moving on to maybe a not-so-fun game, the Patriots at the Bills. Bills 13-point favorites, 40 implied uh, in this one here. We know the Patriots are pretty much done for the season. Uh, they do rank really good against tight ends, so I'm not really interested in Dawson Knox or Dalton Kincaid. They've been kind of eating into each other's workload the last couple games, and Kincaid's kind of fallen off as a fantasy target. So no tight ends from Buffalo for me, uh, but the rest from Buffalo is playable. You're going to play Josh Allen. You're going to play James Cook. And I know Stephon Diggs has had three straight games below 10 fantasy PPR points, but I'm going to keep him in there. It's fantasy championship week. I don't want to get too cute. Let me know though. I've gotten some weird questions like Puka or Stephon Diggs, you know Godwin or Stephon Diggs, stuff like that. Um, and then Gabe Davis, man, he had a big game last week against the Patriots. I could see him being uh, another big, big game in in his uh, in his repertoire here. But man, we know he's like playing with fire. You're either going to get a zero, or you're going to get fourteen or twenty two or something like that. Start that Bills defense, and we're going to leave these knuckleheads here on the bench. Uh, on the Patriots side, I mean, Zeke Elliott, we're watching the practice reports on him. I don't know if they uploaded these in here on Friday yet, uh, but Zeke, after not practicing on Thursday, he's not on the injury report. Zeke's going to be fine. We know Ramondre Stevenson's done for the year. I think Zeke's the one guy I'm comfortable leaving in as RB2, just based on volume. You can play DeMario Douglas as a wide receiver, three flex in PPR leagues, and then Hunter Henry here. Uh, limited, limited, limited all week. If you need a tight end, I suppose. Buffalo is solid against tight end. They allow about 10 PPR points per game. Maybe that's a a Hunter Henry touchdown or two. Uh, But try and not use the Patriots, only Elliott. Uh, Bills are going to roll in this one. Play that Bills D and enjoy the game in Buffalo. Falcons-Bears, not a really fun matchup here, but there's still a little bit of playoff implications on In this one, the Bears, two and a half point favorites, 38 implied total in this one. Looking at the fantasy defenses real quick, um, the Bears defense, you know, they rank 25th against running back, 26th against tight end. You can score points on them there, 17th against the QB, 11th against wide receiver. So they're a little bit stingier against receiver, but overall, I'm not too entirely scared of this defense. The Falcons defense, though, somehow they rank third against running backs and third against wide receivers. So I'm not really sure which Bears running back to recommend to you guys because. You know, if we give them 17 PPR points and divide that three ways, even if you divide it two or two and a half ways, it's not a very big ceiling play. So I'm not in love with any Bears running back this weekend. Uh, I would probably try and avoid it. And then I'm still going to play DJ Moore. We're going to be watching the health of Cole Komet, I believe. Let's pull up the Bears practice reports. Uh, Darnell Mooney's out. So DJ Moore wheels up. And then Cole Komet, DNP on Wednesday and Thursday, limited on Friday. I'd say he's on track to play, but he's maybe not a great play uh, in this one. So with that being said, you're playing Justin Fields just with his rushing ability. He's a top 10 QB play. You're playing DJ Moore. Maybe if we get a better report on Cole Komet over the weekend, I'm open to him as a tight end one streamer. And then honestly, it's again, it's like playing with fire here. Roshan, Cleo Herbert, John Foreman. Foreman didn't play last week. Herbert got all the goods. Uh, and had himself on a really nice fantasy day, but I don't think anything's guaranteed. If I had to play one though, it's probably Herbert. But again, I'm I'm kind of just you know throwing a dart at the dartboard and seeing what sticks. Not really feeling confident in the the Bears running backs, and then I do think the Bears defense is startable. They've been a really good fantasy defense the last month and a half or so, and uh, Atlanta doesn't exactly want to light up the scoreboard. On the Falcons side, Taylor Heineke is just a super flex option. You're going to play Bijan Robinson as a running back, too. Let me know if you guys have questions there. I I think he's going to get his volume in this one. Maybe Kyle Pitts, you know, with Taylor Heineke, he could have have another good game. And then Drake London's more of a wide receiver three flex. So I'm probably going to get questions on Pitts and London. I'm still playing Bijan. Maybe the Falcons D, but probably not. I just don't like it being on the road. Uh, I do believe there's going to be some wind in this one. And then Algier, Jonathan Smith will leave these guys on the bench. So kind of an unexciting NFC game, but nonetheless, we got some playmakers in there. Moving on to an AFC game. Raiders at the Colts. Colts three and a half point home favorites, 42 and a half implied in this one. Uh, the fantasy numbers, you know, we're not really afraid of these defenses here. The Colts are top 10 against wide receivers. Um, I'm not really excited about Devontae Adams and Kobe Myers. We'll talk about them in a second, but overall not afraid of these defenses here. So uh, Gardner Minshew, he's a super flex QB 2 You're playing Jonathan Taylor. I know he you know, he didn't have a great game last weekend. He did score a touchdown, but maybe he was just kind of getting his legs back and knock some rust off. I expect him to be a heavy focal point of the offense in this one. And then Michael Pittman Jr., I believe he's full go. I think he practiced in full the last couple of days. Let's double check. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., full on um, Thursday and Friday. He's going to play. They, let, they have most questionable here, but I feel pretty good he's going to play. And they did rule out Zach Moss in this one. And then if I bounce over to the Las Vegas side, we're awaiting the health of Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs DNP all week. He's listed as doubtful and they did rule out Michael Mayer. So maybe a few more targets towards Jacoby and Devonte Adams. I think if no Josh Jacobs, you're going to play Zemir White as a running back too. Aiden O'Connell. He's a desperation super flex play play Devonte Adams. You know, I know he didn't have a great game last weekend. 1.4 points. But I would doubt that he has two big duds in a row like that. And then Myers is kind of a low-end wide receiver, three flex. You could also maybe flex Josh Downs, but probably not. I don't know who to trust here. Raiders have been, you know, feeling good. They've been playing good ball. They beat a Chiefs team last weekend because of their defense. So maybe the Raiders' defense, but I think I would lean the Colts at home in this one. And uh, we'll move on to uh, a little bit more exciting game just because the Rams have been really good TV lately. Rams at the New York Giants Rams five and a half point favorites on the road 43 implied in this one. Defensively, we're not really too scared. Uh, The Giants do limit tight end. I don't think I'm interested in Higby. Otherwise, I'm not afraid of the QB uh, running back and wide receiver matchups and the Rams. They're really good against running backs, so I want to temper expectations for Saquon Barkley. But uh, on the Rams' side, I think Matthew Stafford's a top-10 QB. He's been playing like that for the last month or so. You're playing Kieran. You're playing Cooper Cup, who I know had a bad game last week, but maybe he he bounces back in a big way. And then you're playing Puka. Uh, I think I mentioned the question earlier. Stephon Diggs or Puka? Puka should honestly probably be the wide receiver one over Cooper Cup right now. He's been fantastic. So both receivers in your lineup, and hey, I should maybe even move up Demarcus Robinson into the flex spot. He's been a nice little uh, offensive piece here the last month or so for Matthew Stafford, and he could be flexed in deeper situations. Uh, I'm going to say start the Rams D, no to Tyler Higbee. Ronnie Rivers just the backup on the Giants side. I'm still starting Saquon Barkley in leagues where I have him. But other than that, he's the only guy that I'm going to leave in my team for the Giants. You can maybe super flex Tyrod Taylor. You know, you can maybe whip out uh, Darren Waller. The Rams do rank pretty bad against tight end. They rank 28th, allowing almost 14 points per game. You know, even if Waller gets half of that, that's seven to eight fantasy points, which is a pretty nice floor for tight end. Slayton and Robinson kind of boom bust wide receiver three flexes I don't really trust, although it does seem like Tyrod and Slayton have a little, little magic going together say no to the Giants defense and we'll move on uh, to a better game. Hopefully not really, but it's the Cardinals at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles favored by 12, home game here, 48 and a half implied in this one. The Eagles are simple. We know the Cardinals are really bad. They, they do rank dead last against running backs. They're actually stingy against tight end, so maybe it's not a Dallas Goddard breakout game. Uh, but nonetheless, you're starting Hurts, you're starting Swift, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. I think if you have Dallas Goddard, you know, I've gotten questions, Dallas Goddard or Darren Waller uh i'm going dallas goddard just because it's a better offense i trust hurts to score more touchdowns there's going to be more opportunities for dallas goddard so uh even though the cardinals are top 10 against tight end you know brace for a floor game eight to 12 points out of goddard and he did have a nice game last weekend so maybe momentum's on his side start that eagles defense and then who knows maybe kenneth gangwell gets some run in the end of this game on the cardinal side they did put marquise brown on ir so uh, you're starting Trey McBride. He's a lock. He's like a top one or two tight end uh, right now. He's going to be awesome next year and for Dynasty League going forward. James Conner, a low-end RB2 play. The Eagles do rank fourth best against running back. Otherwise, the Eagles defense is pretty bad. They rank 31st against QB, dead last against wide receivers, and they are pretty generous against tight end. So I love McBride. I think Kyler Murray is a low-end QB1 play if you need him there. And then I think James Conner is probably going to be in my lineups just based on volume. And then other than that, like we're not using their defenses. I'm not throwing out Michael Wilson, Greg Dortch, Rondell Moore. I I do think Dortch is probably their number one receiver, but uh, I'm not really going to mess with it uh, in the fantasy championship week. So Eagles are going to roll, move on to a good game here. NFC South saints at Buccaneers bucks, two and a half point home favorites, 42 implied in this one. Uh, These two teams played earlier uh, back in week four, I believe the Buccaneers won 27 to nine. Uh, Derek Carr struggled. Uh, I think the Saints were held under 200 yards of offense. Baker Mayfield rolled. He had a great game. And uh, I, I like the Saints defense, you know, traditionally. They, they do rank top 10 against QB, running back and wide receiver. But overall, I'm not afraid of the Saints defense on the road. Baker Mayfield's been hot. So Baker, I have him listed as a QB two, but he's more of like an elite QB two In super flex leagues, he's in for sure. Uh, let me know if you have questions on him as a QB1 streamer. I, I know some people probably are using him. And then it's simple. You're playing Rashad White. You're playing Mike Evans. You're playing Chris Godwin. I do want to note that Godwin went like eight for 114 yards. The Saints do allow slot receivers to to gobble up numbers here. So I like Chris Godwin. And hey, Godwin's had uh, three straight games over double-digit targets. So I like the Bucs offense. The Bucs defense is startable. We'll leave Otten and Palmer on the bench. On the Saints side, I mean, despite the the blowout kind of look of last week's game, Derek Carr still put up a lot of numbers. So Carr can be a QB, two for super flex leagues. I'm not going to throw him out there in QB1 leagues. You're playing Camaro and you're playing Olave. <clears throat> and then I'm going to get a lot of questions, I think, with Rashid Shahid at flex. Um, I want to lean into it. He only caught three for 33, I believe, in the week four game that I mentioned earlier. But, uh, man, nine targets last weekend, five for 70 and a touchdown. Rashid Shahid's a good player, and he's the type of guy that the Bucks do allow to score fantasy points. So maybe flex Rashid Shahid. Maybe the defense, but probably not. I'm going to leave the tight ends on the bench. A.T. Perry, Jamal Williams. Tampa Bay looking to uh, lock up the NFC South. Uh, crazy, crazy. Um, kind of a rough one here. 49ers at the Commanders. 49ers 12.5 point favorites. 50 implied in this one. We are watching the health of Commanders quarterback Jacoby Brissett, who officially was limited today, but he left with a hamstring injury, which might mean Sam Howell gets his job back. So we'll have to watch for that. I think if it's Jacoby or Sam Howell, they're just low end QB2s for super flex leagues. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I think Terry McLaurin's still going to be a guy I won as my wide receiver three. And then the rest, be very, very cautious with. I think Logan Thomas, Brian Robinson Jr., Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, these guys are all like flexy material. Obviously, Logan Thomas is a tight end, so he's a fringe tight end, one option if you need it. But I think I'm going to try and avoid Commanders if I can. We're watching the health of Brian Robinson, but he was removed from the injury report today, so I think he's good to go. I expect B-Rob and Gibson to both play. Again, they're both kind of low-end RB2 plays at best. Say no to that Commanders D, Dotson, and Sam Howell on the bench. Start your 49ers in this one. You know, they're going to be playing pissed off after that game against Baltimore. So Purdy, CMC, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. These guys are all top five, top 10 plays at the position. Obviously, McCaffrey's uh, the running back one, uh, but I like all 49ers weapons in this one and start that defense uh, as well. Moving on to uh, uh, the battle of cats here. Panthers at the Jags. Jags, six-point favorites. This might have actually changed because uh, Trevor Lawrence was ruled out in this one, 38 points implied. Uh, With no Trevor Lawrence, CJ Beathard getting the start, I'm honestly pretty nervous here because the Panthers' defense is sneaky good. Now, they are bad against running backs, but they're top five against QBs, wide receivers, and tight ends. So, to me, ETN's like the only lock on the Jag side that I want in my fantasy lineups for this championship weekend. Calvin Ridley, I know he had a great game last week, but he's a dicey wide receiver, three flex. Let me know if you have questions there. I think just the nature of the tight end position, Evan Ingram can be a good play with C.J. Bethard. So, he's still in lineups. Probably not going to trust Say Jones with C.J. Bethard who is questionable uh, and then maybe the Jags D, but probably not. They just have not been playing good football uh, for the last month or so. So I'm kind of avoiding the Jags. I like ETN and maybe Ingram on the Panther side. They have momentum. They had their best <clears throat> offensive day last weekend against the Packers. Maybe they go to Jacksonville with a little bit of pep in their step and, and continue to play well. Bryce Young's just a super flex deep option, uh, but go ahead and play Chuba Hubbard. He was limited all week, but he's going to play. He's a nice RB2 with volume. And then Thielen and Chark, you're playing with fire here, but just beware. These guys could have big games (laughs) against the Jags. And DJ Chark, former Jaguar, that could be a nice little revenge spot here. Let me know if you have uh, Panthers receivers questions. And then I'm going to say no to the Panthers defense, but maybe, maybe. Uh, Overall, though, I'm not too excited. I don't want to be involved in this game with my fantasy championship. I do want to be involved in this game, though. Dolphins at the Ravens. Ravens, three and a half point home favorites, 47 points implied. You know, you're playing Lamar Jackson either way. And I think Zay Flowers has locked himself into a wide receiver three role. Now, I do know that Zay Flowers has been injured uh, this week. They just played on Monday. uh, Where is he? Zay Flowers was DNP on Wednesday, Thursday, limited on Friday. He's on track to play, but we're going to have to watch that. If he plays, I like him. If he doesn't play, Isaiah likely is a must-start tight end position. And then be wary of these running backs here because the – The Dolphins defense is okay, but they're really good against running backs. They rank fifth here, only about 17, 18 points per game here. So Gus Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, they're going to share the backfield. You know, the floor is 7 to 10 points for both of these backs. It's a matter of who gets the touchdown. So just be aware. Low floors here, really good defense here against the run not excited about it. Um, and then maybe Odell Beckham as a flex. I, I have a lot of questions on the Ravens side. It does feel a little bit risky, but you are starting that defense for sure. Bateman, Agler will leave these guys on the bench. The Dolphins side, uh, they're pretty much ruling out Jalen Waddle already. So go ahead and start Tyree Kill. Tua, I, I don't think Tua is a must play. Ravens are the second best team against quarterback, allowing under 13 points per game. So Tua, Only a super flex option for me. I don't think he's a QB1 this week. I do like Devon Achan. Uh, I was waiting to see the health of Raheem Mostert, who missed some practices earlier in the week. Uh, You can see Waddle ruled out here. Achan, DNP, limited, full. He's good to go. And then Raheem Mostert down here, DNP, DNP, limited. I know he's banged up. Maybe we see a little bit more Achan, so that's why I have him ranked as an RB2. You're playing Tyreek. If Mostert plays, you're, you're, you're kind of flipping him in there. But I, I think his value is very similar to what Gus Edwards. You're hoping for 10 to 12 touches and a touchdown against a good defense. I'm not sure it's going to be there. Cedric Wilson only in deeper leagues if you need it. But I, honestly, it, it's Tyreek for the Dolphins, maybe Achan, maybe Mostert, and then uh, obviously Lamar, and we'll have to wait about Zay Flowers. But fun game here. We'll see if the Ravens can continue their way to the number one seed in the AFC. Titans at the Texans, Texans, four point favorites, 44 implied in this one. CJ Stroud is good to go. Let me double check. Uh, There's a couple guys I was watching on Houston. They don't have the Friday reports in here yet, unfortunately. Um, But I was watching for Noah Brown, who's been limited this week. Uh, But either way, you want to play the Texans. We know the Titans defense really bad against wide receivers. They rank 29th here. They're average against QB. Uh, Pretty good, though, against tight end. So I don't love Dalton Schultz this weekend. And uh, running back, they do limit running back points pretty good. But I still think Singletary can be your RB2. So Stroud, top 10 QB play. Singletary, a nice steady RB2, probably going to get his 15 touches. You're playing Nico. I like Nico a lot in this one. And then I'm open to Noah Brown as a flex. But honestly, it's Stroud, Singletary, Nico. Those are the guys we trust. Maybe the Texans defense, but probably not. On the Titans side, I almost wish Ryan Tannehill was playing. I think I'd like some of the options a little bit better. Uh, But the Texans defense... Average or below average in pretty much all categories here. So I'm not afraid of this Texans defense. I think Levis is just an emergency super flex play. Go ahead and play Derrick Henry. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins against his former team. Maybe he's a wide receiver three flex. Oconquo, I like Oconquo more than I like Schultz in this one. The Texans are very bad against tight end, allowing almost 15 points per game. And then maybe Spears as a low-end RB2 flex play in PPR leagues. Uh, I'm open to it. But Titans still have some pep in their step. Texans finally getting CJ Stroud back, though we'll see the AFC South battle uh, lives up to some hype. The late games on Sunday, you have the Steelers at the Seahawks. I think we're all good to go with injury reports. We're just waiting for Kenneth Walker and DK Metcalf updates. But Seattle three and a half point home favorites, forty-one implied in this one. Steelers defense, they're they're about average in every category, but they do rank pretty well against quarterbacks, only about fifteen points per game. So Gino, just a QB two, <clears throat> you can play Kenneth Walker, assuming he plays. And you're playing DK Metcalf after that. Lockett and Najibber are both kind of wide receiver, three flexes. Lockett's coming on, though. I I think he can be a nice play. Uh, And actually, I like both guys here. Maybe the Seahawks defense. I don't know. Uh, But not Charbonnet, not Noah Fant. On the Steelers' side, I did rank Jalen Warren ahead of Najee Harris in this one. The Seahawks are bad against everything. They rank in the bottom half of all the positions here, but significantly bad against the, the running back position. So I like Warren and I like Najee this week. Mason Rudolph, just a super flex option. And then Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, That's you know those are dart throws at wide receiver three flex. Pickens played well. Maybe he's got some momentum here. Uh, but overall, not too excited about this one. I think it's going to be a lot of running from the Steelers. Maybe a couple big plays to Pickens and some easy throws to Deontay. I'm not playing Pat Frymouth after that zero last weekend. Uh, but Seattle, man, they're still fighting for that seventh seed in the NFC. We'll see if Steelers can uh, upset them here on the road. Mm. the chargers at the Broncos three and a half point favorites for Denver 37 implied in this one no Herbert no Russell Wilson what are we looking at here they did rule out Cortland Sutton already uh honestly I'm not excited about this Broncos offense I think Stidham could be a QB2 for super flex options Javante Williams is a low-end RB2 just with volume and then I don't trust Jerry Judy but Man, he's the leading target guy in this one. It's pretty easy. Uh, Maybe Judy just racks up, you know, seven, eight targets, something like that. I do want to keep an eye on Marvin Mims, though. I know he was limited all week. And uh, who knows? You know, he's been a second-team player all season. Jared Stidham, second-team player. Maybe those two have a connection. I'm open to some fun. But I'm going to try and avoid Denver if I can. Javante is really the only guy I'm comfortable with as a running back, too. And that Broncos defense is startable. The chargers have ruled out Keenan Allen and Joshua Palmer in this one. I I don't want to play chargers, but if you have to, Eckler still remains, you know, a running back two in PPR leagues. And then I actually kind of like Gerald Everett, the Broncos do rank dead last against the tight end position. So if there's one guy to get pummeled with targets in this one, it's Gerald Everett. I believe he's had three straight games of eight targets. So that's going to continue. And, uh, Ugly game here. This this game doesn't matter uh, for anybody here. They're both just trying to get into 2024 alive here. So Eckler, Everett, Javante, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, the Bengals and the Chiefs, we're awaiting some, there's some major health concerns in this one. Let's go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati, we're waiting the health of Jamar Chase. He was DNP Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, both limited. There's a chance he plays. You know, if he plays, I, I kind of want to get him in there. There's always risk for a re-injury, and, and uh, you know, he might not be able to take a full workload, you know, getting hit and things like that. So I'm hesitant there. I still like T. Higgins in my lineup. And then Joe Mixon limited today on Friday. Interesting. Not sure what that's about. But then the Kansas City side, they've got a lot of injuries over here. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, questionable. He didn't practice the last two games with an illness. We'll watch for his health here. They did rule out Donovan Smith. Kadarius Tony ruled out. Uh, and then... You have Isaiah Pacheco, who was DNP the last two days, limited today. So I don't know if he's cleared concussion protocol yet. He's also got a shoulder thing. So major implications here is we're watching the health of the Chiefs running backs. I think, you know, Pacheco plays, I'm going to play him. If Pacheco's out and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is up, I'm going to play Clyde Edwards-Alaire at the running back two spot. Um, before we get any further, Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home, 44 implied in this one. you are going to continue to play Mahomes. You're going to play Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey. Those guys are the easy ones. And then, obviously, the the running back situation that we talked about, um, I think we laid out pretty well. You can start that that Chiefs defense. They're still a good team defensively. Uh, but Tony out, Watson, Richie James, no thank you. Uh, maybe maybe deep end plays, but if, if you guys have questions there, let me know. Uh, the Bengals side, Browning's a low-end QB2 for super flex leagues. You can play Joe Mixon at running back, two. If Chase plays, I think I'll play him. Uh, but honestly, I think I like T. Higgins a lot in this one. Uh, and then if no Chase, maybe Tyler Boyd. But that's only if no Chase. And then say no to the Bengals' defense. They are pretty bad. They rank uh, Bengals rank average or below average in every category. The Chiefs are pretty good, though. They rank top six in three of the categories here. They do allow about 20 running back points per game. So I, st- I still like Mixon. Uh, but it's a tough matchup for the Bengals. So Chiefs looking to get that sour taste out of their mouth. We'll see if they can do it. And then last but not least, the final game for week 17, your playoff championship finale, the Packers at the Vikings. Vikings uh, minus one here, 43 implied. Vikings made the move to go to Jaron Hall, the rookie. We saw him start a game uh, at Atlanta. He went down and moved the ball and and played really well in the first quarter before getting hurt. He's a quarterback too for Superflex leagues. The Packers have allowed – Baker Mayfield, Tommy DeVito, Bryce Young, all have the games of their career, the last three games. Packers cannot defend quarterbacks. So I like Jaron Hall. He's also got a little bit of legs to him. Uh, Ty Chandler, a low-end RB2 play. You're playing J.J. J.J.'s going to have a big game. And then we're watching the health of Jordan Addison. I think he was limited the last couple games, or last couple days. If he can't go, Osborne's maybe a flex. If Addison goes, I'm not really comfortable playing these guys because the, the risk-reward is, is kind of – A wide range of outcomes so i'm I'm, if you have questions on those guys let me know i don't think addison's gonna play but maybe maybe the vikings defense but probably not madison shouldn't be started Munt and oliver the backup tight ends for the tj hawkinson injury and then the packers man i think jordan Love, like he's like qb six or seven on the year i trust him i trust him to throw two touchdowns get 200 some yards and maybe rush for one he's a top 10 qb play you're playing aaron jones he he knocked the rust off against uh the Buccaneers two weeks ago. He had a great game against Carolina. He didn't score a touchdown, but he got tackled at the one, I think, once or twice. So Jones, he's a top 12 uh, running back for me. Jaden Reed, he's going to play. Um, the practice reports showed that he was limited all week and they, they don't really have any questions with him. I know he's labeled as questionable, but I think he's going to play. Tucker Craft, tight end, one streamer option for you. And then Romeo Dobbs, uh, wide receiver, three flex. We know Christian Watson's doubtful. Luke Musgrave, doubtful. Dontavian Wicks may or may not play. If Wicks doesn't play, I like Romeo Dobbs uh, a lot more. I feel more comfortable with him here. And also, I guess, with Jaden Reed. If no Wicks, I like Reed, Dobbs, and Kraft to be the leading receivers. And uh, maybe A.J. Dillon if you're desperate there. Uh, But overall, NFC North division battle here to end week 17. But hey, that's it. We went on uh, about a 27-minute video here. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. This was the week 17 preview. I don't know if I'm going to do a week 18 one. If you guys want one, let me know in the comments. I can always do one. Uh, but traditionally my leagues end week 17. So I don't really play in week 18, but maybe I'll still do a preview and get you guys ready for week 18 DFS and things like that. Uh, but either way, good luck. Enjoy. Uh, happy new year to everybody. Hope you guys are safe, happy, healthy, and hope you all win your championships. We'll see you guys. Uh, Sunday morning I'm going to be doing my live stream 10.30am central time an hour and a half before opening kickoff we'll hang out and get any questions you guys need answered so enjoy it we'll see you guys there peace